you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. We are Jen and Steph, the hosts and creators of this show. If you're a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more and connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com. So dump out that cold coffee that you have reheated three times and pour a hot one. Today's show is worth that hot cup of coffee. Hey guys, and welcome to episode three of the Coffee and Concealer podcast. We are back. Steph is back from her wedding. She is now a married woman, and we are excited to talk today about business. Steph, how was your wedding? It was honestly amazing. I got married in Arizona. If you guys don't know this, our photos were outdoors in like literally the middle of the desert. There Mm -hmm. was cactus, like I'm telling you an hour's worth of bridesmaids picking cactuses out of my dress. (laughs) A critter was in my dress at one point. Yeah. Yeah. The photographer's like, don't move. And I was like, what is it? What was it? I don't know. She didn't tell me. She just like, was like, hold on. Yeah. I don't know what they, they're going to come out till night luckily, but it was so nice. It was 33 degrees. We were sweating. It was insane. And then the whole ceremony, whole reception was out, outdoors. So pretty. Like literally not even, like it looked inside. There was no wind. No. The leaves weren't even moving on the trees. It was no. just, it was like the most angelic. I know, I had some FOMO. I know. I was like, <laughs> I feel bad for everybody that isn't here. It, it truly, it was like, it Guys, felt like a fairy tale. there was like twinkle lights in a garden. Like yeah. it was beautiful. It was amazing. So. Yeah, they killed it. So. And they, welcome to the married club. I know. Thanks. I got, I got flowers <laughs> oh. yesterday from oh. my first time well, from my you? husband. Did, were they addressed Miss no he just like threw them on me a little bit while I was like (laughs) (laughs) on the couch and then I was like that's so nice oh I know he's so sweet so that's exciting I know awesome well we're glad to have you back we missed you be here and obviously our podcast launched this week which is so exciting the it's been overwhelming how many people are like loving on it and so clearly we were meant to do this I know and guys just so you know we have fixed the sound so thank you for everybody's yep yes Jen's second podcast sounded better and this one (laughs) and all of them going forward will be just this fabulous voices of ours. Yeah, it's a learning curve it is. Um, as we go along. So today I think we're going to talk about business and obviously Steph and I both have very different businesses and they came to be businesses very differently. So I'm going to hand the reins over to Steph and she's going to tell you all about Bella. Yeah, well, we just, I think, wanted to let you guys know a few things from when we started our businesses. So me, for instance, I bought an existing business. And when I bought my business, I had to buy the entire business like upfront. I jumped into it head first. It was a very sink or swim kind of situation. And it was like, you can actually, if you're looking to buy a business, you can actually go online and look for like Calgary businesses for sale or Edmonton businesses for sale. And that is exactly what we did. And I found a lot of different businesses that I liked. I test them out. You can go for interviews. It's a really interesting process, but I didn't have that kind of time to ease into it. When I bought my business, I had to make a business plan, several. And one thing that I can tell you is when you're going to make a business plan, make 10, okay? Make 10 different business plans. Find the ones that you think are going to be best case scenario and worst case scenario and bring those to the bank and show them what you're hoping to do, but also if the very minimum happens, you can still make this business work. So I had to write this, I had to propose it to the bank, I had to get a bank loan. And the minute I bought that business, it was like, I was in it full on. It was a really intense situation. I hadn't ever owned a business before. I mean, I did go, I have a business degree and I also did a lot of management at restaurants and lots of different places from a very young age. And I was only 26 when I bought my business actually. So it was, it was a really insane situation, but very 
good for someone like me who I need to have that, like the fire under my bum to get me going. Mm -hmm. And I only had about two months with the previous owner. Like she didn't teach me too, too much. She showed me a little bit more. And I have to give a lot of credit to actually my staff Mm -hmm. because they literally taught me so many things about, you know, products and da, 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 and all this interesting things that I had to learn. So one way to buy a business is literally find your money, source an investor if you need it, pitch it to the bank, get your loan and jump in head first. Mm -hmm. This is a little bit different than I know how Jen, and I think actually most people would use your approach, right? Yeah. And Jen kind of like- scary. (laughs) It is. And I will tell you, there are times you guys where I sat down at the end of the day and I cried and I thought, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. But we did it, we made it. You know, I did and Jen did, and we both have different ways of doing it. So Jen, how did you, what was your, how did you ease into your business? Well, my first question for you oh, okay. is- Questions, great. Yes, questions. I think I only have one. Yeah. But did you have a website? Did you purchase a website? You probably purchased okay. the URL, but they yeah. shouldn't have a website, right? So I know, okay. So that's I, where you're at now. Yeah, yeah. This is a good question. So I will tell you, mm-hmm. when I bought the business, the previous owner- was retiring. Mm-hmm. So just to give you an age, get, you know, difference between her and I. So no website. <laughs> she had a website. Okay. It was more like, so, I know I'm scared to say anything, but it was kind of like, you know, you guys remember Nexopia or like, you know, <laughs> like it was kind of very like old interface. Yeah. Yeah. Also the entire store, like it was all pen and paper. Yeah. So literally somebody would come and buy a t-shirt and you'd have to enter like this random skew that somebody wrote down, like, mm-hmm. E2WXY, and we manually wrote that on every product when they came in. And then you'd have to look it up on the computer, find the matrix, and be like, okay, it's small, blue, click on it was insane. And I was like, this is, you know, 2014. Like we can, there's better options here. Totally. So when I redid the entire store to be like, you know, all iPad, because you know, shout out to Apple, I use everything Apple. Yeah. It was amazing. And then I actually redid a launch. So my website was down from like September 2014 till about February 2015. It wasn't really like doing anything. So when we launched the new website, I went from like one to two sales a month online to literally crushing it right now. Well, the fact that you can close a brick and mortar store. Yeah, I know. And just go online, considering you didn't really have a website at the beginning, is pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. I was so yeah. I mean, there was traffic there from hers. Like you got to yeah. remember people who maybe had a baby and then came back. Like yeah, we're still there, yeah, and that yeah. was a really great thing about buying the existing business is I already had a flow of customers. Yeah. Yeah. Like you buy a restaurant, you can change the name. People are still going to show up to the restaurant the next day. Yeah, whether you sell barbecue or Chinese, they're going to check it out, right? Sure. So yeah. that's a very great thing about what I did. Yeah. Just a very large amount of money up front. So. Yeah. And now it is obviously very streamlined and works wonderfully if you're able to. Like you ship all over the world, which is insane. We do. Yeah. We do. Hong Kong, Germany, oh. Italy, Australia. Yeah. That's crazy. We're around. Crazy, crazy. I know. Okay. Well, my story is very different. There was no investors or banking or any of that. Someone actually, yesterday I had a newborn session and somebody asked me how I started. And I started 11 years ago and just got like a little Sony alpha camera. It was almost like an equivalent to Canon Rebel if you guys know what, you know, base cameras are. That's usually what everyone starts off with because they're like inexpensive. They're probably like, you know, between five and $700 kind of thing to like start off with. And if the business goes nowhere, 
it's really not a huge loss of investment. So I started off with that and a shout out to an amazing lady who literally took me under her wing when I first started. And I remember taking a Greyhound bus <laughs> all the way to Sparwood Oh my God. To go shoot my first wedding with Jenna. And she has a company called, I think it's Jenna Shoots is her Instagram, but she's amazing, honestly. And her work is phenomenal. And she sat me down that night and like showed me Photoshop, showed me how the camera works, like all these things, which she never had to do. And she still does. Like a couple years ago, we had like a FaceTime conversation, FaceTime conversation. You know what I'm talking about. And she showed me how Lightroom worked and that literally changed my business. So she's an amazing human. And I don't think I'd be here without her and her expertise and love and support. So, but yeah, I started doing weddings and that was at that stage in the game, like 2008, there was a lot of weddings and people want to spend like sidebar how much did you you spent a lot on your wedding photography right well it was included we went with a wedding venue yeah so i would say but like if you're looking u.s like we looked at side photographers again it's american but they were like 2500 u.s yeah so So that's probably like four grand ish Yeah. yeah close to so when i first started people were willing to try a new photographer and spend like three to five hundred dollars and try it out and see and if it was terrible like you're again no different than the camera investment so I started off doing a lot of weddings probably my first year I probably did like maybe 10 for like five hundred dollars and just like try it out get my feet wet see if I liked it and then from there they tell people about you and then obviously you bump your prices up but all the while I was doing office work as well like I had a marketing job that I was in for three and a half years prior to that I was in customer service for a number of years and so it was always a side hustle evenings weekends all that stuff and so it got to be a lot and then I want to say it was really when I met my husband truth be told like he was really the one that gave me the push so we found out we were pregnant with cash and that was in 24 15, beginning of 2015. And I was still working a marketing job, which I did like. And then I actually left that job for another job and said job didn't turn out to be what it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So I was in this weird state of I had left a job I really liked, was in a job I didn't like, and I still had this side hustle that was actually really busy. And so my husband's like, try it. Like, what's the worst that could really happen? And I was like, well, we make no money and we live on the street. And he's like, that won't happen. (laughs) So it really, it takes a supportive spouse to really like say, try it. Right. So I had that and I'm very, very lucky for that. And so I did it like, and there's like no different than, you know, getting a fire lit under you. Like there's no fire more than like, if you don't work your butt off, you're not going to be able to eat. Well, you, you had like your spouse, like I was single. I mean, I still don't have kids. I'm married now, but I didn't have a boyfriend at the time. Like I was just me, me and only me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where you have a home, a a husband who also relies on your income for his lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. then now a kid on the way, like that's a, it's a big jump. I'm sure. It's a big, scary jump. But honestly, if I had kept doing the side hustle, (laughs) I don't think I would have really jumped hard. I would have always like, there's like that analogy of like dipping your toe in the water or just jumping in and I needed to jump in. And I don't know if that's just my personality or what, but I jumped in and for the first like year and a half, I did a ton of weddings. Like I think the first year I met my husband or boyfriend at the time was, I think I did like 23 weddings, which is insane. That was every weekend. And then the next year I did some as well. And then they all started having babies. 
and my business naturally progressed into what I'm doing now, which is newborn photography. And I still do a couple weddings here and there, but like my passion is those little babies and like the maternity sessions and family sessions. And I just love like photographing emotion and there's emotional wedding days for sure. But wedding days are a very long time totally, and a lot of post-processing and there are amazing wedding photographers out there that like that is their passion. Yeah. It ain't my passion. No. (laughs) Not anymore anyways. But yeah. And so my business naturally progressed that way. And so it was really like a dipping my toe in the water for a number of years until I finally took that leap. So. So where do you, like, how do you, cause I feel like so many people, like I would say I'm going to throw like 70% of women out there. Yeah. Start a side hustle. Yeah. Okay. And it never really goes anywhere Mm -hmm. and that's totally fine because again people have a lot of risk and kids and family and I get it but like someone like me where I just went right into it like what clicked for you I guess you kind of answered it Shane right like Mm -hmm. you had the spouse that was like just literally do Do it it. but if you hadn't had Shane or say you hadn't have had that job that you know put you like kind of into limbo do you think that you ever would have like jumped right into the photography no Probably not. Wow. Yeah. I probably think I would have stayed there because it's, there's such a, and I have this, like, we're going to go through tips later, but one of my tips is like, it is so scary to leave secure money. Yeah. To leave for like, you don't know money. Yeah. Right. You don't know if it's ever going to be there. And, but for me, like, you know, you look at your bank account and you're, you obviously have a number in your head where you're comfortable. And if you're not there, you do a promotion or you like, there's things Mm -hmm. within being an entrepreneur and someone who like always, I mean, it's no different for you. Yeah. Right. So that's like a, that's a, yeah. That's you just a, have to light your own fire. Right? Podcast for yeah. Her. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, because for me, right, I came. I was still like basically in university. Like I was still used to just like I had a house. I, I had a house that I owned, right? Yeah. So I did have to like make a certain amount of money to pay my mortgage and my food and my bills. But like I was used to kind of like living the university life, working at the bars. I had like a lot of energy. So for me, I think it was just like, and a lot of my family's entrepreneurish. So I knew, I I knew right away, like I'm going to own a business. I'm going to own a business. That's all I used to say to people. It wasn't like I had a, a different job that I was leaving. I went from high risk to another high risk in a different way, kind yeah. of, you know? Yeah. So yeah. no, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So do we want to go through a couple tips on how to do it your way? Yeah, I have some tips. <laughs> okay, deal. I made some tips. All right. This is probably like the, like I get asked these questions all the time, honestly, all the time. Yeah. And I just, you know, I wish I had more energy or more time to sit with a lot of you and answer these questions. So this is my explanation. So if you are looking at starting a business, whether you're going to buy one or you're going to you're in a side hustle like Jen was and you want to go full time. My number one advice is make a list of your strengths and your weaknesses. Okay. Mm-hmm. And honestly, don't flatter yourself. Okay. <laughs> Things that you probably think you're good at. You're probably not as good as you think. Yeah. I E my husband, he thinks he's good at cooking. He's not, <laughs> he can cook, but the whole time he's asking me how to cook. Yeah. So if he said to his friends like, wow, look, I made this whole thing. Did he really No. He actually leveraged me the whole time. Yeah. So when you make your list, Make sure you review them with people who care about you, people who know you really well, so they can tell you like, actually, sorry, you're not very good at that, but you are really good at this. The weakness list is gonna be your most important, okay? Mm -hmm. So for instance, my dad was like, you should buy a restaurant, how fun, what a great time. And I'm like, dad, no. Because I've never, I've never worked with food. I have no yeah. idea about food longevity, how to order, what, like, I don't know. Yeah. So that is a very big weakness. And that X'd out a lot of businesses that were for sale for me. So yeah. I literally was like, okay, hey, no, 
So know your weaknesses well. And if you're not good at social media, you're going to have to make sure, okay, when I buy this business, I need to hire someone to do social media. I need to hire someone to do my website for me. I'm really good at accounting. I can do it all on my own. Make those decisions and find out how much those weaknesses are going to cost you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Number two is outsource, 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 okay? When you first start a business, it is very overwhelming. There's a lot of things. My business was outsourced almost fully when I first bought it. Now down to the fact that literally we do everything in house, except for two major things, which will be my point three. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Okay, so when you're outsourcing, make sure that you're picking a good person to work with and a good person who's willing to teach you. So don't just give your social media or your website to, you know, ABC company and let them do it. Make sure that ABC company is meeting with you every week or month and teaching you what they did so that you have a full understanding of what's going on. It will help you make decisions. It will help you do things on your own. It will help you lean your business down. It's very important to pick a company that's willing to help you learn. QuickBooks. When we first started, we outsourced QuickBooks. I worked with a lady for so long that now we fully do all of that insert like in-house QuickBooks. That saves me like $200 a month or something. Okay. So yeah, it was expensive at first was for everything, but now we've done it. So we just, we've gotten to a good point. The other one, number three, don't chintz on the big stuff, which is the stuff I still do not chintz on. Please. If you're buying a franchise or a business or you're opening a business, do not chintz on an accountant or a lawyer, okay? I cannot tell you how many times people have told me stories about things where they've gotten ripped off mm-hmm. buying franchises yeah. because they decided that they could read the lease. Like, you can't. No, you don't know the lingo. No, mm-hmm. and don't ask your friend who's a legal assistant who does something. Find a business lawyer. Find a small business accountant. They will literally, the money is like, endless. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're accounting for a very large budget to do those two things. We still today use an accountant and a lawyer frequently, and it's something I will never change. No, totally. If I had the money, I'd have a big accounting firm doing all sorts of things for me all the time because they know what they're doing. Yeah. Number four is business planning. So if you are submitting a business plan, lose your optimism. Okay. Things are actually probably not going to work out the way that you want it to kind of like a birth plan, right? (laughs) I would assume. Okay. So don't flatter yourself. Yeah. You know, you start a new business and you're like, Hey, cool. I'm going to make all this money. You're probably not right. (laughs) I mean this in the best way. Do not shoot for the stars. Shoot for the dirt, okay? You need to make climb sure. Climb out of dirt. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you can climb out of the dirt. You can climb out of the dirt and soar in the stars with all your little heart's compassion. But I, I did make this mistake, and I always thought, okay, I'm gonna do so well, and I'm gonna do this, and you know, that's awesome. Good for you, Stephanie. Yeah. Like, good, good for you. But the truth is, it didn't happen that way. It was the struggle was, in fact, real. So. Please make sure that you have your worst possible case scenario. Like Jen said before, like what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, we could be poor and live on the street. <laughs> yeah. Have it's that bar. Actually, that's your bar. That is your bar. Yeah. It's, that's not actually that like far from the truth. Like yeah. if Shane, what was Shane doing? Maybe he needed to make sure that he was in a spot that, yeah. you know, so please lose the optimism and be super like aggressive with your business planning yeah. so that you always are aware of that worst case scenario because it, it will happen at one point. Totally. Maybe not live on the street. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty bad. But. Uh, but I mean, like you need to have that in your brain. Like you do. that's going to be your fire that yeah. lights you to keep it hustling. Is. It is. 
Okay, those are amazing. And I hope that everybody can take these and apply them. And everything that is listed here will be in the show notes so that you guys can just have it to refer to. Okay, so for me, I have about six tips. First and foremost, the first one is something that I like almost live by every day. And it is being genuine in mm-hmm. anything that you do. So it ha- you have to be genuine first off and foremost in the business idea that you have. Is it an MLM? Is it like, don't just choose something because it is like where everybody else is. Like right now, maybe it's essential oils or whatever. Like you got to be passionate about essential oils. I agree. Because if you're not passionate about what you are doing, it's not going to go anywhere. If you start selling post-it notes and you're not passionate about it, it's going to go nowhere. You're going to waste your money. You're going to waste your time and you're just going to end up in a bad place. And so you have to be genuine. You have to love what you do. So for me, like it sounds so cliche, but like, I really, really do love what I do. There are days where I'm exhausted or fall blends into Christmas and it's craziness. But after every shoot, I'm still like, I feel so good. I know I've captured amazing memories. And so the passion still resonates with me even 11 years later. And then secondly, be prepared from the start with systems in place to be organized. It sounds so silly because if you aren't having any clients, why would you need to be organized? But I swear to you, if you are not organized, when you do get busy, it's going to bite you in the butt. And I'm sure that this applies to your business too. And that will change too. Like you're the way you plan, the the way you make something again, this is like the business plan. I I agree. You might have something in your mind that's going to go, your organization is set up this way, but as you flow into busier season, that's going to change. But having a good foundation is a very important. Exactly. In any business that you are like, And for instance, you know, like, let's just say it's essential oils. For instance, if you are going to start that business from the get go, figure out how people are going to order, how they are going to send you notes in what they want, how they're going to stay as active customers, like all of these things. So for me, it takes making sure that you have like a a system where you're going to send out your galleries, how you're going to organize them on your hard drives, how you're going to, you know, keep notes. And whether you're a digital person or a pen and paper kind of person, Steph is definitely loves her pen and paper, right? You love your planner. I have a a planner that I spent $150 on you guys. And it, it runs my life. Like she's married now. She can finally tell Mike how much I know. (laughs) I don't care because you guys, if first of all, I'll have a whole other episode on this planner. It's amazing. Yeah. I operate pen and paper, but my whole business is like Online. extremely digital. Eco- digital. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Two different worlds. Yeah. I am exactly the same. So for me, like my calendar is all digital, but I was just telling Steph before we started recording, I have a list of all of the sessions I need to edit and I love scratching them off. It gives me like some kind of happiness inside when I it can does. scratch them off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that you will find that actually having like a strong list and be able to scratch stuff off. Yeah. That's like, an I would say any podcast from any successful person that I've ever listened to yeah. have all said that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But even recording now, like Steph has a page of paper with her notes and mine are all in my phone. Yeah, so that's funny, we operate yeah. very differently, but still have a list. Well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so tip number three, you got slightly, slightly distracted is don't be afraid to do two things at once while you figure out what your passion is. For me, like marketing was my secured income. It's how I paid my bills. That's how I made sure that everything was okay. And I side hustled and it is okay to do two things at once. As long as you're not burning the candle at both ends. Cause once you start doing that, you're not going to be able to do anything good. <laughs> How do you think people do should do two things at once without burning the candle from both ends? You only have a very short period of yeah. time to do it, I think. And so basically my my 
thought process is do your, your full-time job while you're, while you're trying to figure out what your side hustle is, but don't actually start that side hustle till you really, really know what it is. Okay. Once you do it, then you can really dive in. And I would say like at six months, that six month mark, you're going to know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. And not saying that after six months, you can take the leap and do it full time. Maybe you can, I don't know, but at that point, you're going to have to adjust things. And maybe you eventually, if you're making money from that side hustle, you can scale back your full-time income to say three days a week or whatever. And then you can adjust. But I think that you do need to, like, don't be afraid to do two things at once. Yeah. Because I think that's how you kind of decide what your passion is. Number four is when you get, there we go. This is kind of what I was just talking about. When you get to be too overwhelmed with both, it's time to take a leap somewhere. Yeah. You either quit that side hustle or you quit that job. Like not saying it has to happen right away, but you'll know you're in your brain. You'll know. And for me, I was at a place where I was like, I need to do something. Cooper, get off the pot. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You like how that was family friendly for you? I don't like that. Yes. (laughs) Number five is it can be 100% be scary to quit a secure income and to rely solely on your income, but it's going to be okay. So if you are a person who can hold yourself accountable there's never going to be a time where you're going to feel like you're not going to make money. Like if you really are going to rely solely on that income, you're going to push. Like people tell me all the time, like you kill it at the game. I don't know how you do it all. And my answer is always, I just have to do it. Mm -hmm. I just have to. And tip number six is always collaborate with like-minded businesses so you can grow your audience genuinely and honestly. So for me, that's why we work so well together is because we are like-minded and we are both genuine humans And I don't work with other people who are not in that same frame of mind. Yeah. Well, that also, I was going to have that down as a suggestion for a whole different podcast because the amount of like organic reach that you can get with working with companies, it's just, it's, there's literally no price that you can pay for something like that. So no, I totally agree with that And it just takes one disingenuine person to kind of like ruin it for a lot of people. Yeah. So like, for instance, let's just say we started having advertisements for us. We would always, for any company that ever wanted to work with us, like just an advertising on a podcast, they'd have to be a genuine. They'd have to have products that are, you know, user-friendly to the people that our audience is like all of those things, like all of those things are so, so, so important. So we wouldn't start selling home security systems as an ad, right? It just wouldn't make sense. No, you got to be careful of the low hanging fruit. Like sometimes it might be easy to snag and grab at, but like, is it really going to be the freshest and the best? Is that what's going to like, you know, people won't come back to you if you have that, like, you know, sour fruit that you grab from the bottom. You want to wait till you can get to the top and get the beautiful stuff that really like sits with your brand, you know? Yeah, totally. 100%. Which is why we continue to work with each other because we can refer people back and forth and they like both of us and come back to both of us. Yeah. And we're both two very different businesses, two very different business plans. We didn't, again, kind of like the whole meat of this podcast is we didn't start the same and we can learn so much from each other. Like even right now, things that I learned about how you like that's yeah you know <laughs> yeah it's just it's really interesting you get a different like you know view from all sorts of different business aspects and that's yeah. really important to keep and again that's why you know where I say like lose the optimism ask for help like you need to just be so real and so honest with yourself and your business plan and what you're able to do and if you're willing to if you're able to do it yeah yeah 100% yeah hold yourself accountable okay do we have anything else to say no, I think that this was a this was a long one. You guys all voted for the short podcast. I know I said that last time. But night. they said 15 to 30. Okay. And we are at 27 minutes. I know. So, so we did pretty good. We did pretty yes. Good. But yeah, we have a couple exciting episodes coming up. So yep. please continue to listen. I'm gonna have a five-year-old, well, she's gonna be six, <laughs> rock star on with me. 
in a couple of episodes telling me about her whole view on social media because she would like to start a YouTube channel. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Awesome. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories, tag us in it and we will share it. And also if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, taken 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us, go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.